uh, Hong Kong Internet, it's your boy, uh, TV's Kevin Lane. Again, uh, we don't do a lot of these uh, Owen voice intros for this stupid, stupid show. Um, but I wanted to take a second because it seems as if I chose uh, the exact wrong week in human history for us to talk about the 1997 film Star Kid. Uh, not only for reasons that we will bring up later in the episode that you're going to listen to and you're going to laugh at, uh, but also two. We recorded this episode on the Saturday before I'm saying this, and. On Monday, literally two days ago, two days after we recorded uh, this podcast, um, the director of this film, Manny Koto, uh, passed away. And um, that's just an unfortunate bit of timing. Um, You know, I hope that we did justice to a man's body of artistic work in this episode, uh, which was not necessarily our intention at the outset. Uh, but we have a lot of nice and interesting things to say about Manny Koto, the the true auteur of this film, the writer and director. Um, and I, it's really tough to think of something to say because, again, this is about to be like one of the stupidest things you've ever heard. But rest in peace, Manny Koto, and our and our thoughts are with his family and his friends and his collaborators, and uh, I. I think you made a damn fine film here, Manny. And um, anyway, you gave us a lot of joy in watching it. Uh, so again, rest in peace. I'm I'm so sorry about choosing this movie now. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, when the when the star kid uh, climbed into the, the 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 exoskeleton, can he call him Psy? Because that's what your script makes me do. Where's the popcorn machine inside the cyborg suit? I think it would How be. How is he supposed to eat popcorn if there's no machine? I think it would be humorous if we, if the the Star Kid, the named Star Kid, would see an explosion, and the Star Kid says, "I get the picture." Yes. <laughs> I need. Excuse me. Where does he piss? Where, where does, does he... the Star Kid piss? I think Ex- having, having a joke where a teacher, a woman teacher, sees a little child's penis is a very funny joke. Yes. It, That's it'd a very be funny, funny if the aliens. Can you take this down? Can you take this down? The can alien must down. piss in the neck. 
earlier and piss off their neck. Yeah. What if, and hear me well out here, Chelsea. what if the alien creatures were two Eastern European club guys, <laughs> but were perhaps at this point doing their laundry? Yes. What if the aliens were, what if the aliens were my handyman, Svedka and Ergo? For the most, Ergo, please fix my sink. For the most part, the aliens have the exact same anatomy as humans, but let's make it where they pee out of their neck, and let's repurpose that joke where they pee out of their fingers for Scary Movie 3. Yes. Scary Movie 3, yes. I want you to build me a shovel, but you can cock the shovel and a and shotgun a shell comes, comes out. out yes, which yes. is the funniest joke in that it's entire movie. It's really funny. And I, I, listen, you know, no one has to like the scary movies, but you gotta admit, they've had some good jokes along the way. And you've gotta Wait, admit no, that I, still what to if this is day. That is, in fact, the only thing that makes Lorne Michael laugh. Is those scary is, movies? Is scary. I like the that. scene in Scary Movie Three where Anna Ferris is googling the lighthouse, and then they do that thing where they crossfade <laughs> in sound effects from the next scene into this scene. But it's as if she can hear the lighthouse horn, and she gets startled by and it. And she gets yes. startled, and it's it's really funny. And I gotta admit that still to this day, whenever I am holding a shovel, I do. <laughs> do try to cock it so that a bullet casing comes out and it does make me smile still to this day yeah. still to this day yes uh, I I do remember uh, in Scary Mo- Scary Movie 2 is like a really hateful gross movie one um, of the most hateful gross films of all time Human yes. humankind has rarely devised a film and, more <laughs> nasty than Scary Movie 2 and I think it's really it's only some of it's only competition is the first Scary Movie Indeed. I, a movie in which someone does suck his own dick, actually. Going back to our previous... This is true. Our off-mic yeah. off uh, conversation. You say that like it's a bad thing. You say that like a, that's a bad thing. Um, but I do... I It is very funny in, um, in Scary Movie 2. They do a lot of diegetic jokes with Anna Ferris in the scary movies because there's uh, she's driving along and she's listening to that like as we go on we remember and she's singing that song with the radio and then all of a sudden the person on the track on the radio she like the song starts she's like will you shut the fuck up and let me sing and Anna Ferris like oh you know, like, uh, they do a lot of those kind of jokes with Anna Ferris and those scary movie jokes. Anna Ferris's mm. character in the Scary Movie franchise, who I want to say is called Cindy? I think is, that's right. Because in Scary Movie Sydney. 1, it's Sydney from, from Scream, exactly. Mm-hmm. She was really the original Deadpool. She was aware of the <laughs> She's the original of the movie Deadpool. that was around her. She yeah. knew she was hate, in a movie. Hateful thing to say. Hateful. <laughs> Honestly, disrespectful to one of our finest comedic actors, Anna Ferris. I mean that. Yes. Full. You know, chested. when Anna Ferris comes on, like anything, I don't go, oh, God. like I do when Ryan Reynolds does. Yeah, when so. Anna Ferris shows up, like <laughs> I don't know, like, like I don't know if either of you have seen The House Bunny, but like, rarely has one person made a movie work through sheer force of will quite like Anna Ferris in The House Bunny. Like a Herculean 
Because that movie, the movie that surrounds Anna Ferris is a total piece of hack work, like mm-hmm. up and down directing, a total piece of hack work. writing. Yeah. yeah, it's a real, it's a real Lauren Michaels production. A total piece of hack work. It's a real Lauren. But Michaels Anna Ferris, through like in her Herculean trial where she is like rerouting rivers to clean up horse <laughs> shit, like is just like making the house bunny work through sheer. Not, not since Pretty Woman has has one actress solely yeah. made a film worth watching. It's a, it's that one. It's one of those things where like you have a friend in real life who's really really funny, but when if you if you were to like transcribe everything that your friend said, you'd realize like there's no jokes. And the thing that's like the the thing that makes him so funny is just how charismatic he is. Like Anna Faris does that with that movie. Like yes. it's, it's just like my funny friend, and you think about it like, oh, there's actually like there's no jokes. It's just they're charismatic. They can carry or they can win. They're very winsome. That's, uh, Anna Ferris just makes that movie work. Movie uh, star power is not. It cannot be taught. It cannot. It cannot be quantified. You cannot learn how to do it you can obviously like improve your skills get better change it as you age or anything such as that but you you cannot teach anna ferris like pulling this rickshaw cart of a movie along with like you cannot (laughs) you cannot teach that you can't teach it no she just pops and she has these these huge vibrant eyes that's <laughs> just like a fucking yeah. anime character. Yeah, that just yeah. like you're just really drawn to them. Like she's just I don't know. She's the best. I don't know if any of you have watched Mom on CBS. Guess what? She's really good on it. I've not seen Mom. <laughs> she's one of those people that like uh we were uh, off mic, we were talking about Will Sasso and Michael McDonald. Uh but she's another one of those people that I'm like, how is she not in everything? She is so funny. Uh, I mean, and she works. She works. She has consistently worked for for you know our entire lives, basically. Um, and part of it was, yeah, she was on a CBS sitcom for like seven years. The same thing that happened to another very funny person. Uh, and of course, I'm mad because I can't remember her name right now. Uh, Children's Hospital. Uh, she was on a show. She was in the first season of a show with um. Kevin James and they oh, killed her off. Called, called Kevin can wait. <laughs> wait. And she you were talking is, about Aaron Hayes. Aaron Hayes. And she's oh. wonderful. She is so talented. She is so funny. I would love to like work with her. <laughs> I like 100%. I love Aaron Hayes. But she's not in anything. The most recent thing I saw her in was like the wife in a Christmas story Christmas, which has got a terrible title. She um, did do, you know, like a whole season of Medical Police on this um, is true on Netflix. Uh, but the problem was it was a ten episode Netflix show, so like no one finished Medical Police. Mm-hmm. Um, they also did this weird thing. Sorry to go off about Medical Police, but the thing that went wrong with Medical Police was. It was a children's hospital spinoff. Children's Hospital, of course, a show with 11-minute self-contained episodes. <laughs> and the spinoff of Children's Hospital is a 10-episode Netflix show where every episode is over 30 minutes long and it's one ongoing story for an entire season. Uh-huh. A, a critical error in judgment. A Just a, a, a show 
cratering error in judgment. Sorry, that was that was my no, spiel about. It's Medical all good. Police. Uh, I, I I watched the first two episodes of Medical Police with Nicole, and then I realized that she'd never seen Children's Hospital, and we're like, oh, "Well, well, this has got to well. change right <laughs> now." And we stopped dead in our tracks watching Medical Police and watched Children's Hospital, and then we never hopped back on to Medical Police. So. I need. I enjoyed what I saw of it. Made me laugh, but it didn't have the same thing that Children's Hospital did. You know, where Children's Hospital is just the most densely layered series of jokes (laughs) ever uh, for eleven minutes, where no one is worried about continuity or ongoing stories to even the slightest degree. Uh, Henry Winkler plays a role in Children's Hospital, and there's an armed gunman in the hospital, and Ken Marino. His character grabs Henry Winkler's character, pulls him from him, and says, "Shoot him! Shoot Henry Winkler!" And <laughs> it's a funny joke because exactly. they break the fourth wall, and like that's something that you can do in Children's <clears throat> Hospital. Right in Children's Hospital, you can have James Adomian come on as Madonna and have someone scream, <laughs> sing something in the public domain like, when the saints come marching in. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's funny. Those are funny jokes not contained in the film Star Kid from no, 1997. No, 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 no. <laughs> not in Star Kid. No. Welcome not back to uh, Movies for Babies. Uh, your episode for July 2023. Uh, it was a Kevin's Choice episode in our new format. Uh, Perfect kind of timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> Just Vern's a fucking mad. bullseye. Mad. Hose, hose mad. Hose mad because I chose a film that I have not seen since I was probably like six years old. You know, like <laughs> mom swung by the video store on the way home from work, grabbed three random things that she thought would like keep us occupied for a weekend, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And one of them was... This film that I had forgotten about, but had these scenes that would like randomly come uh-huh, back to uh-huh. me in the intervening, you know, 20, 25 years since I've watched this movie. And I eventually like Googled the right combination of words to find indeed the film from my youth, Star Kid. I, as someone who's been in that situation before, as someone who has had something from their youth that has haunted them. Uh, but they, it was like for the longest time was ungoogleable. Uh, I do, I do know what you're talking about. Just, uh, uh, it's just there's a, a window of t- just the the smallest, tiniest little like passing blip mm-hmm. on a movie. This is like just like. Uh, a smudge on a window of a moving train or <laughs> is this like a, a bad time to choose it and Kevin just like bullseye <laughs> listen before choosing this movie did I look up that sex criminal Danny Masterson was in it no no I didn't <laughs> did I did I mean to pull this up a month before he's going on trial for crimes if it's any consolation he's only in it for like two scenes he's, he's in it only very briefly playing a character named Kevin <laughs> playing a character named Kevin I... who is taking a young woman out uh <laughs> Without their no- parents' knowledge, you know that's all a, it is. A, a woman clearly oh like my God. N- too many years his junior. <laughs> too many years his junior, and like set up that like it is set up that like she's dating like a bad guy. Yeah, 
and he's uh, bad news. And oh boy, oh boy, is he bad news? Oh boy, <laughs> is he just like the worst news? Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was just a it was just a thing where uh, uh, Kevin in New York and Justin <laughs> in Missouri heard me go yikes in utah whenever i (laughs) watched circuit but uh apart from that uh really 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 gross blur uh, that really gross gross blip on the radar uh, Star Kids, you know, it's fine. It's not a bad one. It's all right. Thing. I don't know. I, quite, I liked it more than I expected. I yeah, same, like, same. I don't know. It's like, it's not great. We, A, we have watched worse shit for this 1,000 oh, absolutely. 1,000%. We have watched so much, like, soulless crap that, like, Star Kid <laughs> is automatically better than Scoob, automatically better oh, than, one, like, the yes. Sonic movies, you know, uh, uh, I don't Artemis know, probably Fowl. better than the Mario movie. Uh, yeah, Artemis better than Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Jesus Artemis fucking Fowl, Christ. Not even, uh, confirming what we already knew. It's not even a real movie anymore. You can't even watch <laughs> Yeah, you can't even fucking watch It was a pure shared Fowl. delusion by three adult men in quarantine. Bob it's, Iger listened to our podcast and was like, oh, we gotta get this shit fucking out. We gotta get this thing out of, <laughs> off the air. Our and, podcast is now like a historical record. <laughs> the mm-hmm. only and, known account of the Artemis Fowl movie. Yes, uh... Which is is before you the before that movie was made completely unavailable to watch, it sounded like a fever dream that we all had, and now they've just right, like right. removed. So it's like whenever you see like an argument online and someone has deleted like the post, but you can still see the uh, it's just like a Reddit thread where it's just like mm-hmm. deleted, 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 deleted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like that that our whole yeah. podcast episode on our Miss Fowl is that now, where it looks like. We're three insane people just talking about something that does not exist. But I'm going to be posting on the Mandela effect like subreddit. It, like, does yeah. anyone remember when Josh Cat Dad ate dirt? When does Josh Dad unhinged his, his horrific jaw and shot dirt out his ass? I can't be the only one who remembers this. You can't be. Uh, no one remembers this movie with Dame Judy Dench. No one. Um, I will say with Star Kid, uh, on the complete opposite, the one thousand like uh, so far away removed from Artemis Fell. I will say with Star Kid, I feel like every decision that was made with Star Kid was like people going like, "Guys, this is so cool! This is going to be <laughs> so cool!" It's uh, kind of cool, you and a lot of it is, and a lot of it is like I think a lot of it is. I think a lot of it is kind of cool. I think the filmmakers are like, this is really cool. Uh, the Artemis Fowl uh, producers are like, this is something we can do. This is They do this in movies, <laughs> right? Uh, there is this, like, the, the there's a common thread. Like, I just, everything you see in Star Kid, they're like, this is going to be so cool. Kids are going to love this. Yeah, yeah no, this it's not just that they so think it's going to be cool. cool. It's that kids are going to think this is sick. We are yes. do we, we need to make sure everything from the design of the suit to like the kind of bully they fight to like the <laughs> shit to like how the bad guys look all of this has to look rad as hell. This is going to be so fucking cool. It's so so important to me that I read that I tell you both that the name of the bully in this film is Turbo, Turbo. Bruntley. 
Wow. I love him. I love him so much. The bully is so good. This is such a good, like, movie bully where, like, all of his taunts are themed around the American legal system. Like, all of this bully's taunts are like, counselor, I'm gonna find you in contempt of court. (laughs) Counselor, the the badgering a witness is what I'm on by. But I don't have any milk money. Well, you're gonna get liquidated. Approach you need to declare title seven in your face. <laughs> like it's so so funny, and he keeps it up throughout like the entire movie. Or like his catchphrase is "You are USDA choice dead meat," dead which meat. is apparently something he got from his like abusive father. Like yeah, <laughs> uh, that's very. Fun. He's got like this movie. Uh, s- strangely, like very woke. Uh, it has this bully character, but it shows that the bill, the bully character has like a bad upbringing and terrible mm-hmm. parents. And it's like oh, and like the it shows uh, girls t- can like comics. Girls can like comics. The teacher is like very cool and very understanding, despite like uh, a horrible thing that occurs to her in the movie. <laughs> um, uh, but there is this very funny moment where. Uh, the the bully is at home uh, fucking around. His dad owns a, a car, like he's a mechanic. Uh, and this kid's like fucking around in this like uh, Corvette that the dad's working on. And the dad's like getting mad and the dad goes, that kid's going to drive me to drink. And it's like, to drink? To drink? He's going to drive you to do it? You've not done it already mm-hmm. a whole bunch? He's been doing it. He's yeah. just, he's looking for fucking excuses. Yeah, exactly. Just looking for the um, first. Yeah. Well, no, he uh, probably says that about court. anything that mildly annoys him. Like, he could lose his keys and say, oh, this is going to uh, drive me to drink. Gotcha. He's one of those folks. He's I one understand. of those folks. I understand. Yes, this, this film, of course, the auteurist brainchild of Manny Cotto... Movie trivia. By by uh yeah, Manny Koto, uh known hack. Uh you know, who like whose film work is all shit like Xenon, the sequel, um, the other me, Dr. Giggles, but later in life, he became like a sort of television journeyman he did a bunch of episodes of 24 and all the 24 revival series dexter american horror story like i don't know manny Cotto is like doing fine his imdb photo is sick as hell he's sitting on like a, a throne of skulls honestly like king manny Cotto. yeah he works he, he works. uh is the i recognized his name and i did not know why and i i looked him up and i realized there's Two reasons that I know this man's name. First Ugh. off, he is the showrunner for season four of Star Trek Enterprise. Whoa! Which is very fascinating because in the uh, titular Star Kids bedroom, amongst all the Spider Man and X Men like memorabilia that like you could not do in a movie anymore you could sure not do that you, you like there's no way you can put a spider-man decal there's no way you could put a rogue decal on your window mm-hmm. without like you, disney you like you couldn't firing. have a, a sick picture of the thing on your on your mm-hmm. bedroom yeah. door you there's wouldn't be able no to have way, like a hulk figurine there's no way you could do that without like disney like 
firing a bunch of rockets at you. Um, <laughs> Just a whole uh, lot of laser sights appearing on your forehead. Yes. Uh, but uh, in that kid's room is the TOS Enterprise and the TNG Enterprise hanging from the ceiling. But I was like, okay, I that's not... That's cool that he worked on, on Star Trek, but what is the thing I recognize him from? And then I re- realized, whenever I was looking at the IMDb, our friend Manny Cotto wrote an episode of Tales from the Crypt, Season 3, Episode 10. It's called Mornin' Mess, and you best believe Mornin' is spelled M-O-U-R-N-I-N. It is about... A series of serial killings that are plaguing the unhoused community and a alcoholic reporter trying to figure out what's causing all the killings. Uh, And it turns out it is this uh, community. There's this organization that they say they are there to help the unhoused community. In reality, they are there to kill the unhoused community and put them in graves. And of course, the the Manny Cotto wrote this. The name of the homeless shelter, the unhoused shelter, uh, in this episode of Tales from the Crypt is The Grateful Homeless Outcasts and Unwanted Layaway Society, also known as Ghouls. Let's go! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! <laughs> That's Manny Cotto, baby. Honestly, an auteur deserving of a reclamation <laughs> in the fucking eyes of the cinema going public. You know, I mm-hmm. let's let's fucking go. Well, yeah, it, it, it's functional. Rules. It, it Manny, works. Manny Cotto should have directed the Flash movie. Like, let's fucking go. <laughs> let's fucking go. He did 24. He did like the 24 mm. reboot. Like yeah, he works. He, he, works, he should have done. Works. No, he should have done the multiverse of madness. He should have. He done. should have been in the multiverse of madness, so that it wasn't like a waste of Sam Raimi. So I didn't have a bunch of people coming up to me and going like, "No, no, no, it's it's really, really Sam Raimi." And I'm like, yeah. "No, it fucking no fucking no, it, it wasn't." It's Sam Raimi for like two scenes. It's Sam hey. Raimi the same way that like Spielberg directed Ready Player One. It's like yeah, 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 yeah. over the phone. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah via via Zoom. Like I watched this episode of the other two last night, where Colin Trevorrow is directing a music video over Skype from a Hawaiian beach, and it's like, yep, that's it. That's 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 how that's how fucking Spielberg directed Ready Player One. That's how Remy directed Doctor Strange. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the way it be. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, this, this movie's fucking cool. Yeah, no, we even talked about the big cyber suit. He rules. Okay, so what this movie gets right, what this movie gets fucking right is that alien technology needs to look goopy. It needs to look wet. It needs to look like it sweats. (laughs) (laughs) This is, like, uh, we go from, like, a slick outside, like, Iron Man texture to the pimpliest, like, it, the inside of the suit looks like the inside of an alien's armpit. It has. Oh my god! Yeah. And then when that alien like turns his face inside out to talk yes. to the kid inside, the, it's sick. disgusting. It's so it's sick. So it's gross. so cool. 
That the okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyone who's not like fully, fully, uh, uh, for some who somehow has not seen this film, um, <laughs> this, this, the a brief summary is um, the Spencer Griffin's life changes when a meteor falls into a <laughs> local junkyard and he finds a cyber suit, an exoskeleton from. A with AI from another galaxy. When Spencer puts on the cyber suit, he becomes a different kind of person. Mm-hmm. Is the official uh, descri- plot description <laughs> of this film. But yes, there's a little fucking 90s ass nerd boy who mm-hmm. loves reading uh, comics during the 90s comic book bubble that was very, very soon to burst. Uh, the, the kind of bubble that would actually bankrupt uh, Marvel Comics and get it bought by the toy company that they licensed out their toy rights to. Um and uh he's he's reading these dang ass comics. He's got a crush on this little on this little cutie who mm-hmm. is like who like is so <laughs> like oh a girl who reads comics? Yeah. And she's like, Wow, that was a banging issue. And doesn't she cool say something though? cover too? Yeah, she says like a, a chromium. I'm like, what the f-? like? She has, yeah, yeah, like- yeah. So, so this is, and I will not uh, uh, waste both of your time talking a lot about uh, the '90s comic book bubble. But there, in the '90s, there were these things called foil covers. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the '90s comic books, which is like the most successful the comic book industry has ever been, it is also the reason that it almost imploded itself around that same time. Was like there was a huge speculator bubble of like that we, we were starting to get around this time like these these early tales of like oh this old comic is actually worth a lot of money Mm -hmm. um it was like oh this issue from the 60s that someone has is selling for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars so people started buying up comic books on mass to hope hopefully so that some of them would be worth something someday comic book retailers got notice of this started mass mass overproducing all their comics and put it and every comic suddenly started having like 15 different covers you know it had all these different mm-hmm. arts and they even did shit like foil covers or metal covers mm-hmm. of of like of these comics that were like so so expensive yeah get the, the, get the, the tuck in your uh, coat pocket so that if you get assassinated it uh absorbs the bullet yeah, yeah get exactly the, Get the, the get the Kiss comics that have Kiss's blood inside the ink. Exactly. Uh, All yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. so that people would buy it, even though, like, it's a actually, real thing. It's, it's, it's a very real thing, and uh, but also it's the reason this all fucking fell apart, because actually, the, the comics from the past are only worth money because people in 1960 didn't care about comic books. They read mm-hmm. it, and they would just fucking throw it away, or they'd cut it apart and paste them on their wall. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. just like... Mm-hmm. It, they were not holy objects that were meant to be reread and kept. They were like newspapers. They were literally sold on the newspaper stand. You picked up your Spider-Man, and you were like, cool, that's 50 cents. Bye! And you like Bye-bye. threw it out of a moving car window. Um, but mass-producing <laughs> comics and everyone keeping them safe devalues all of them because there are a ton of available copies. The only reason those comics were selling for a lot of money is because everyone was wiping their ass with Fantastic Four number one, and so there weren't a lot of, like, available copies of it. Everyone Um, was. And and one of those was... One of those uh, gimmick covers were foil covers, which this movie obviously this movie obviously wanted to get like Spawn, but couldn't license it or something. So they got Midnight Warrior with a chromium cover. Um, anyway, I'm sorry that that is Midnight happened. Warrior a real comic? No, they made it okay. up. 
Okay, that's um, what I thought. And, and the scene where Psy, the cyber suit, opens up the comic to a page, you can just so obviously tell that, like, they designed one page of this comic book and all the other pages are, like, glued together so they don't oh, accidentally mm. get opened up in the <laughs> take. Um, it's really, I thought that was very funny. And I was like, you know, they went through the trouble of designing an entire fake comic book and, like, props to the props department. It looks exactly like a 90s comic book. Props to props. Props to props. Uh, but also, they only designed ooh, one page. Yeah, um, I will say, like, whenever I was a child, and whenever I was watching entertainment for children, uh, there was, there was like, I was a Cartoon Network kid. Disney's right. sensibility was not mine. Uh, I did not care for every once in a while. Nickelodeon would, you know, like I liked a, I liked a, a Rocco's Modern Life or a Ren and Stimpy. But for the most part, I did not care for Nickelodeon. Cartoon Network seemed like more adult. It seemed like for kids who were like 13 when I was like seven, it had this like older kid sensibility that I really, mm-hmm. really liked. And it made it, it made me feel like despite it being like children's entertainment, I just like I had this thing, especially with like Rugrats, where I was like, this is for babies. I don't want to watch baby stuff. I'm a, you know, I'm an adult, you know, despite not knowing anything about being an adult. Um, I will say this, this movie does have one of the things that was like very winsome about it for me. Starkid does have that like cool kid cartoon network sensibility where it's like, we know kids like comics. We know kids like the teacher, she uh, she's talking about something in science class. She's like, it's like a really gnarly fart. We know like, kids oh! like boogers and shit. So the yeah, inside yeah, yeah. of the cyber suit's going to look like a bunch of boogers. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that was something that I really appreciated. There is nothing that was like a huge, a bigger bummer than when you were a kid. And like when you went to go like hang out with a friend and like their parents put on like, you know, like, you know, like baby stuff, like religious mm-hmm. stuff, like, like blues, cl- blues, clues, blues, shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, Davy. Yeah, and I'm like Star Kid a- would fucking kick Davy and Goliath's little ass. Yeah, exactly. So I loved, I did appreciate this thing having a more like grown up, like cool kid sensibility, uh, with having like the gross, like there's an extended joke where like the kid from Jurassic Park who is in this movie like has to pee. And the joke mm-hmm. is, he's like, I gotta pee! <laughs> she says that the, the cool teacher who, like, I would have loved to have had as a teacher growing up makes a fart joke in class. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's some cool stuff in it. Yeah. She it keeps just, a spider! Yeah, she has a pet spider. It's just, you know, because I saw this movie for the first time at 33 instead of, like, 8. You know? <laughs> right. You're, you can appreciate the part. teacher. The way yes. that, like, a lot of people appreciate, well, a lot of people, like, or, p- people appreciate, like, the teacher and, like, Matilda. It, but it it did have this, like, cool kid sensibility. The bully's name, what was his name, Turbo? Turbo. Or <laughs> Turbo Bruntley. Turbo, yeah. and he That's is a- shaped, he is shaped like a potato. Like, he is <laughs> a completely egg-like boy. I was recently working on a show, and... That bully in that in in Star Kid does look like the child version of a first AD that I worked with, <laughs> and it made me laugh very hard seeing that kid. 
But also, like, I will say this movie did take me back to a weird, like, emotional place where I was like, fuck. Like, is this, like, weird emotional place where I was like, man, I'm so glad I don't have bullies anymore. God damn. I'm so glad, <laughs> I'm, so glad like, I'm not a painfully lonely little kid anymore. You yeah, know I mean? mm-hmm. like... Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I still, like, suck, and I'm still, like, painfully lonely. But, like, I'm still a ba- at least... Look, I'm still a bad, toxic person. But... Yes. But at least, but... like, whenever I went to go get coffee yesterday at Alchemy, at least, like, some bully didn't show. I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't have my bully show up, which was awesome. Right. I'm glad right. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> so that took me back to a weird yeah. emotional place. There's, the, the, yeah, there. I'm glad. No, like, there isn't anyone in my life who, when I'm like at the store, will like roll up in a backwards ball cap and muscle tee and throw uh-huh. the like frozen pizzas I was about to um, uh, put my cart out of my hands. Like, yeah, um, when I was when I was going on a a run of like horrible, you know, Tinder dates, there was never then a group of five of my peers who would roll up on me <laughs> and threaten to kick my little ass. You know, yes. Like, uh, God I, bless. I I am very finally very I can happy. go to the DMV in peace. Yes, peace. I'm so stoked that like whenever I do go out, I don't show up and like. I, I'm so happy I don't show up like smelling like shit with like a banana peel on my shoulder because I had to hide in a dumpster from the five bullies that follow me. Of course, the one bully and his four cronies. Uh, you know. Oh, uh, you so gotta glad. have some cronies. You need. Yeah. You gotta have some stooges. Of course, I'm so some glad goons. that like. I'm so yeah. I'm so good at like my bully's crony zigzag who always wears a zigzag t-shirt <laughs> like hold me by my ankles while the bully yelled at me i'm so bullies used to have good toadies you know we're missing yeah, yeah. we're missing right. some quality toadies these days we yeah. used to be a, a country a proper country bullying a proper used to country be no because where, kids where aren't where allowed to be like name fucked was up their personality in a way or their that personality makes them good toadies a, kids with like self-respect these days and honestly it's a mistake for the toady community there's no one no one wants to work anymore in the toady community i'm sorry kids but sometimes your personality is just what you wear and that is also your name uh uh, pour one out for for the guy who wears 3d goggles in every generation that back to the future movies take place in (laughs) yep and that's their prescription he Their sees prescription, of course, uh, of course, uh, and I think his name is like 3D. Or it's something. just 3D. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, 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 I do miss that, but I'm also so, so, so thankful that whenever I, you know, go out to, you know, go clothes shopping, I don't run into Butch, who's gonna turn me into USDA grade dead meat. Dead meat. Um, um, yeah. So we, do, we, so guys, we miss, if you were a toady, yes. what would your thing be? Ooh, you could, that's you could a great a schoolyard question. Schoolyard toady, yeah. where you have one thing and it's all <sighs> you are. What is it? Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna be Dunks. And I, Ooh. I am basketball themed, baby. You know, Ooh. I got, I got my Jordan jersey. I'm always carrying okay. my ball, uh, and I'm always, you know, when like a little nerd is like trying to run away, I beam him in the face with the little basketball. Of course, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, I'm dunks. See, that's very interesting. You immediately went for dunks because my immediate thought was 
pinhead where I'm like Ooh. a bowling kid and I like <laughs> use a like bowling pin just like I just keep one on me as like a club. This is good. This is our new like Dick Tracy personas yeah. uh, thing. <laughs> it, uh, uh, you know, Vern, not to put you out, but ooh, some quality, some quality art would really, uh, really paint the oh, Star Kid episode well. Shit. Uh, yeah. If I could just draw us like Bazooka Joe comic characters, yeah. <laughs> I feel like. Uh, do you remember that kid and uh, that bully? One, one of Biff's buddies in Back to the Future, who's mm-hmm. like. McFly's wearing a life preserver. <laughs> Freddy's gonna drown. Freddy's uh, gonna drown. Yeah. I I think like whatever that personality is me. Like I've got like I've got two lines in the movie and they're mm-hmm. like and they're and they're and they're jokes to like you know you're the, just like You're the King of Sting. They call you uh, they yeah. call you yeah, the yeah, worker. You know, you're the weasel, you're the wise guy. Yeah, you know what it is. You know what it is. I uh, I I have these snakeskin shoes in real life that I adore, and so like I imagine and in in my star kid bully Sona, I imagine like I'm like snake. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm like mm. and and something something something. He's got a you know silver tongue, and I, like I every once in a while I'll just like mm-hmm. throw out like a barb at the bull at the mm-hmm. kid who's being bullied's expense. Mm-hmm. I think that like, I'm gonna not get bit. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like maybe like second or third in command, uh, <laughs> as far as you spit I think poison. maybe like I think like Kevin as Dunks is like maybe the muscle. Yeah, uh, maybe you you oh, as Pinhead is the muscle, and I'm just like the. <laughs> uh, I'm probably like the f- whenever whenever like Star Kid like finally just like snaps, like I'm the first one that he punches out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then like Absolutely. Okay, I'm the first one and then he works his way up to Pinhead and then Dunks and then to Biff. Right. That's that's, that's 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 what I that's that was what came to my mind. Sound off in the comments below. What's your bully, What's your your bully soda? soda? If you could go bully someone right now, how would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> Christ almighty. Uh, yeah, I think Kevin as Dunks is really good. He's always wearing the mesh gym shorts. He's always no. wearing a shirt with the sleeves cut off. He's always tall. Uh, I, he's always he always he's, he's always jumping three feet vertically. I always, am ready to shirts and skins at any moment. And I feel like you're wearing like a really tight like shark tooth necklace. Oh, yeah, you know, like, am I? That like you got <laughs> it like SeaWorld, you know. And when I go to prom, mm-hmm. I dress like '90s Michael Jordan with like one yeah. hoop earring and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, Je- and Justin's always carrying around his bowling his bowling ball, and like the yeah. the kid who's being bullied tries to run away, and Justin's like, "I got him, boys!" and he throws up. <laughs> he just like, of course, the kid runs down an alley, and of course, <laughs> Justin like. Rolls a bowling ball at him and like mm. knocks the kid over, and yeah. of course there's a bowling pin sound effect. Mm. I'm always yeah. wearing my bowler's glove, like that, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that, always that, wearing that, that, bowling like, three shoes. Finger leather glove. Yeah, you're always wearing your bowling shoes. You're always wearing your your bowling glove. You're always carrying the ball. You've always mm. got like the bowling shirt on, but there's like a skull on the back of it or something. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. From your league. From, <laughs> from your, your league exactly. games. <laughs> your team is called the Flaming Skulls of the local bowling league. Of, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, like. And and then, yeah, Justin's got a line about, like, you know, yeah. uh, striking or something. Mm. How I'm, about eight year old, strike, I'm eight boss. years old, but I already have, like, a beer gut. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to split 
Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, makeup, put, like, shit on your face to visually allude to a five o'clock shadow yeah. despite you being a small when child. You, when I, you... I am a just haggard eight-year-old. Yes. Justin, when you beat a kid's ass, one of those, like, bowling alley videos that was designed in 1993 plays. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. Where the, the pins, yes. like, whip out a bunch of guns and shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says spare. Uh-huh, yeah. I think that's, uh... I think that's us. Now, who... All right, now who are we bullying? Is it Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> is it Timothy? There's, I listen. A, a legitimately great actor, a wonderful screen presence. You know, mm-hmm. like seems to seems to like put himself mostly in interesting projects. The uh, Willy Wonka origin film uh, aside, uh-huh. there's <laughs> no one I want to bully more than Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I just really want to shove that little twerp in a locker. No, I'm bullying Tom Holland. If I'm being honest about my yeah, no, yeah, Tom Holland. Tom Holland is is getting turned upside down and and pocket changes tumbling out. Yeah, no, Timothy Chalamet is too interesting. Tom Holland is boring enough that I would like that I could knock the books out of his hands in good conscience. Timothy yeah. Chalamet, I bullied until I, like, went to go see the school play as a joke and then was, like, legitimately moved by his performance in Death at a Salesman or yeah. something. Uh, yes. Tom Holland will never earn that right from me, so he is getting no. bullied to this day. Yeah, there's, I, there's a... It would make me bully there, him harder. There, there, is a, there is a moment, and it's very quiet, it's very subtle, where Dunks says to Timothy Chalamet, like, Hey, Timothy, you're all right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're I all think, right. I think if I know my bully Sona uh, well enough, and I think if I know me whenever I was a shithead kid well enough, I I think I don't have a super vested interest in, like, who we are bullying. I don't think, like, I care enough about the kid enough to, like, really, like, fuck this kid. I think I'm more stoked that there's an audience for my jokes. (laughs) Weasel's just going where the the heat is because Weasel knows that, like, if he weren't partnered up with the bullies, they would absolutely be coming after him. 1,000%. So he, yeah. so he yes. is just siding up against the uh, oppressors. So exactly. That you know what? There is, uh, there is, we all know fight, flight, or freeze, but we, what is not talked about is fawn, the fourth F. And I, mm-hmm. I was definitely a fawner. I was definitely one of those, like, yeah, yeah, what he said. Please like me. <laughs> Just uh, one of those, uh, one of those kids. And I think, uh, uh, I think Vern Tooley as the weasel in Star Kid 2023 is is one of those kids. Yeah, it's very, it's well, very. Thanks. I feel like my character would just not be forgiven. <laughs> I feel like I don't forgiven. learn anything. <laughs> Oh. No, absolutely not. It is, yeah, uh, you're you're the you're the bully who die. You know, because obviously with this yeah. is some sort of like magical realism scenario where like there's a evil wizard running through the school and none of us believe the little twerp kid that we've mm-hmm. been bullying that uh-huh. like actually, you know, the wizard's gonna yeah. wipe everybody out. And unfortunately, uh Justin, your character has to die to teach us all that right. actually there are yeah, stakes no. here. I'm like no, no, what happens is like it's late at night. I, I like I just leave the uh, bowling alley like I wave goodbye to my um uh bowling team and as I'm like waiting for my, for my mom to pick me up I like hear something behind the dumpster like I hear the evil <laughs> wizard behind the dumpster so when oh, I like go around and get gotcha. it the, sh- the evil wizard shadow looms and that's like that's when we cut away and we get news that yeah. I like died or something 
or like I've gotten turned. Yeah. Into or like a... if it's an evil wizard, I've like gone missing and I've just been like turned into a squirrel or something. I was about to yeah. say that yes, you got turned into a frog, and like there's actually like a D story where you fall in love with like a lady frog. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, and you that's stay the thing that is, way it takes. The end of the movie. I, I never learned what it takes to be a good man. I do learn what it takes to be a good frog. Yes. Uh, the wizard makes Justin disappear, and that is, like, one of the moments that escalates the story. And that's one of the things that, like, makes the us bullies bully the character played by Timothy Chalamet more. Because yes. we're mad that our friend is gone. You know, we think uh, Timothy Chalamet turned me into a frog. Of course. Of course. And it's a, it's a thing where it's like, you know, I, I come in like, you think there's a wizard making folks disappear? What if we make your lunch money disappear? And then I like, <laughs> uh, you guys can't see it because I don't have a camera on my new uh, computer. But like, I push my knuckles into my hand and like rub it back. You know what I mean? I do one of mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I a like classic. these are good. And and Star Kid twenty twenty three the reboot. <laughs> right. I Kid. say we do it. I think there's I think there's material here because I. I feel very strongly that this movie came about uh, because Manny Goto caught two cable showings of E.T. and Terminator 2 in very close proximity to each yeah. other and said... Thought they were the same movie. Hmm. <laughs> said, Money. Hmm, interesting, Manny Goto said. Money. Mm, Kids will love the toy of a robot that looks like Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, yeah, that was one of the things I was, like, thinking about, like, when I was watching this. I was like, they are trying to do a Star Kid comic. They are mm-hmm. trying to do Star Kid toys. They want to do a Star Kid skateboard. They want to do a mm-hmm. Star Kid video game. Oh, Lord, like, no, you know they you want could, a TV show. You can see those gears turning when they're yes. making this movie. And honestly, it's very cute. It's very mm-hmm. cute that they're like that. You can see those gears. I'm like, ah, yeah. It's cute. Yeah, I to don't watch. Know. Like they it, are laying a like lot that. of track for like future developments. It does make me. It does make me like. It's kind of sad because like unlike majority of the things that get made, they're trying, uh, and they're that trying. doesn't happen anymore. But uh, and of course, like we know the fate of Star Kid. Uh, I mean, there was was (laughs) a Star Kid comic in 1998 that Mm -hmm. they, like, were obviously had already made when the movie came out. And then the movie, you know, is not really a blip on anyone's radar. And they're like, well, we paid to make the fucking con. Like, just put it out, I guess. Just put it out, I guess. Just put it out, I guess. And I'm, I'm sure, speaking of, like, the comic book bubble and everything, I'm sure, like, with... This, the man children that have ruined like collecting nowadays. I'm sure that Star Kid comic is just like worth a fortune right now. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually on comicbookrealm.com. Uh, uh-huh. The cover price of Star Kid when it was released was $2.95. Uh, the current. Okay, value... wait, can I guess? Can we guess? Can we guess? Yes. What is the okay. current value? The only issue of Star Kid that was ever produced, Star Kid number one. Released in January 1998, following the release of the film. The cover price is $2.95. I'm going to say in today's money, like if I want to go on like Mercari or eBay or whatnot or whatever to try to snag a copy of, I'm going to say this is $45. Uh, $45. Okay. I'm I'm a lot less generous. I was going to go like $14.95, $15. $15. Okay, so we have 45 from Vern and 15 from Justin. Uh-huh. 
All right, original cover price, $2.95. Actual retail price, $3. (laughs) Damn! (laughs) A five-cent valuation in the intervening Damn. Oh, oh man, I thought that's sorry, sorry, a dollar and five cents. No, just five cents. Uh, five. I thought oh sure that, that was going to be like a, like oh my one god, of the, like, really shitty Turbo Man toys <laughs> they, that came they out. They truly with jingle. rounded okay. up. Wow. <laughs> they, they adjusted they for inflation. <laughs> they rounded up. They rounded up. Adjusted for inflation, it's actually quite devalued, I have to imagine. If it's oh only $3 God. now and 1998 dollars oh, How do you lose they money adjusting out. for inflation? <laughs> They're adjusted it's- for deflation. Yeah. <laughs> that's, fucking, that's fucking something. I don't know. We're like 45 minutes into this episode. We're 50 minutes into this episode. We barely talked about like the Amelia Bedelia robot that this kid is inside of. Because the little kid is always like using 90s slang. Because it's just yeah. Terminator 2 again. It's yes. just Terminator 2 again. Yeah. So the if, kid's Termin- like, if what if Terminator cool. 2 was also the- Venom? I guess, right. real quick, for, for those of you who are an hour into this, uh, kid finds a robot that gets sent here from another <laughs> galaxy, but the robot is like a mech suit. It's yeah, like a thing right. that you can travel around in. Yeah. Uh, but it's the robot also sentient. move on its own, but yes, it has like an artificial intelligence inside of it. It's really, it's Iron Man 1. And the yes. way that they shoot the inside of the suit is essentially identical to how Jon Favreau shoots uh, uh, Tony Stark in Iron Man yeah, 1. Yeah. Um, except like, what if Tony Stark was talking to... Like a giant Cronenbergian flesh mm. face <laughs> was talking in to my, the, the cover planet, of the Necronomicon. In my planet, like, the, 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 the travels in Jason. We must travel to the. the. It's very. It's kind of very <laughs> funny and like how like. It's really How, funny, like, and it's, like, a little upsetting. It looks like there's this one, like, Doctor Who character who's just, like, a skin face stretched out on, like, yeah. a trampoline. Uh, it looks like the skin face trampoline. I um, was thinking about him, and I was also thinking a lot about Space Cop when I was watching this. It does have a, a Space Cop uh, production value. Mm-hmm. It does have a Space like, Cop production value. Uh, that that, that is, is not fair. The inside of the suit is very well done. It's the cool. inside. Of, yes, yeah, that's true. Whereas it looks in, cool. in it's got Space a little Cop like organic fan. Boy. It's got like yeah. little like, like the suit can fuck around with you while you're inside it. But it's also uh, very economical because you're not allowed to have children on set for more than six hours at a time. So like, they can get kid from Jurassic Park in on set. They can have him do his scenes with the bullies. They can have him do his scenes with the uh, with the parents, with the teachers. And then you have him come in two more days and film him against this like goopy backdrop. And you've got him for the rest of the movie. Uh, it's very economical. Very smart filmmaking. Uh, By Manny so, Gojo, like, an economical filmmaker. Uh, mm-hmm. And so for the rest of the movie, like the his presence is felt despite. Uh, the only person they need on set is like the stunt guy to wear the suit. Uh, ec- economical filmmaking, very smart filmmaking. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. This, mo- <laughs> this movie cute. also makes like 
real use out of speeding up the film to make oh, it look yeah, like yeah. something is happening fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a scene where, like, a pizza guy is, like, missing a tire, and then, like, the alien, you know, comes down and, like, scares him, and he's like, oh, I gotta get out of here! <laughs> and, like, speeds off, and they play it in fast motion, or all uh-huh. these scenes of, like, the suit moving in super fast motion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's really, it's, yeah, but this Amelia Bedelia-ass suit where the kid is like, huh, that's cool. And he's like, human designates it is too cold. Raise temperature 100. You know, it's, it's like, so stupid. It's so <laughs> like. I, it's cute. It's, it's cute. No, it's. Every time they have the suit do like little kid mannerisms, like when it like crosses its legs when it has to pee, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's funny. I don't know yeah. what they have. There's like whenever he's trying to learn how to control the suit, they they bring in like a dancer to wear the suit and just do like a routine real quick, and yeah. they play it in fast motion. It's like it is like it's fun. It's like it in feel- Rugrats Go to Paris when Chucky <laughs> Finster is piloting a mech suit remotely. Uh, when they stick Chucky Finster in the Eva and it's like scratching its butt because it has an itchy diapy. It's that. It's uh, that all over that, again. Uh, Kevin, that's a very good joke because uh, Chucky Finster's mom is dead. Uh, and, and even Gillian. Uh, that's a very, you, you didn't know how, how clever of a How right was. on I was. Um, One of these days, oh, Vern, wait, wait, Vern, Wes Vern. Anderson's advice. Vern, yeah. do you like Chucky's mom? Do I like Chucky's mom? Well, you wouldn't like the Rugrats because she's not in it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, th- uh, you know, I will say last year, I watched a lot of Evangelion last year, and uh, I will say, like, there was something super, this is the state of mind I was in last year, <laughs> there was something uh, very comforting about, like, this feeling of, like, impending doom, the world is going to end no matter what you do to stop it, and everyone's going to yell at you and find find it to be your fault. There is something very comforting about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this this movie, uh, this Starkid movie, does feel like a bunch of, like, how do I put this? Like, seasoned pros, people who have been, like, making a living working on local sets their whole life just like pulling out every trick they know yeah and like this is gonna be so cool like there's like a fight scene at the end of the movie in this junkyard uh the the star kid robot and this like other alien or whatever and like they land on the ground but the frame is upside down and the camera spins right back up they do like a lot of just like just pulling out every trick they know. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it does feel like it's just like we're doing this to make this movie cool and so kids will like it. it I don't know. This is very, very charming. Very cute. Yeah. Very charming. Yeah. It's charming. It, it feels like middle class filmmaking. Like not like 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 like, like, like made by very like middle. the middle class of the film industry. Like just yes. journeymen, uh, tech people. Like, people who do, like, like, you know, script doctors, uh, character actors and extras, stuff like that, that could, like, get a, like, mo- like moderately budgeted movie that they could try to spin off into a franchise. Folks that, like, don't normally, like, the things that they work on, they don't get to do cool things yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, they, they normally do, like, church productions and, like... You know, like mm. commercials, yeah, for, or like procedural for, uh, you know, TV shows. 
yeah, yeah, exactly. It feels like they're like, oh, hey, we could do this. I've always wanted to do this. Uh, there's this shot of this, like, pizza man who, like, wanders into the forest and, like, sees the star kid or whatever. And the pizza man, like, falls backwards and smushes the pizza into his, uh, into his shirt. And it feels like their funny friend they've known for a long time. Let's get, let's get Griffin to do this. Griffin's <laughs> really funny. Like, it just feels like that. Uh, uh, and, but there's got this like shot of the pizza man walking through and it's just like, uh, this big, like, I don't know, key light or whatever through, through the trees behind him with some fog. And it feels like very spooky, but it's, I don't know. It's just, uh, just something that like the gaffer has always wanted to do, but never got a chance to, I don't know. There's just a lot of cool things like that in the movie. It's very charming. It's charming. I think the alien is big, scary. Like if you're six oh, yeah. and like the the oh, evil yeah. alien who's just all spikes all the time and like who, who makes have, weapons like, out he of has, like, like ears for eyes. Yeah, he has like big like stock eye things. Like these little like I don't know these like Venus fly traps for perhaps eyes. weirdly a very good suit. Like it yes. does. If that was, like, a villain in an episode of Power Rangers, I wouldn't have been surprised. Power yeah. Rangers look an ass motherfucker 100%. Yeah. But he, like, he like takes off part of his body and makes, like, a big mace with it. Like, yeah. On, I don't know. If you're There's, sick, that, that's the sickest thing you've ever seen in your whole he's, life. He's holding, like, this rod. And as he's holding it, like, it turns from a rod into, like, this weird space, space pitchfork. And it feels like the VFX guy they had just like, oh, I could do that. You know, it just yeah. feels like a lot of a lot of folks just like flexing muscles they don't normally get to flex. It was cool. And it let me cool. tell you, the emotional memory I have of like the climax of this movie, what appears to be like a very brief span of time where Psy, the cyborg suit, is, like, shut down, and the kid is, like, trapped inside of it while the alien was, like, beating on it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The emotional memory I have of being, like, six years old and watching that was just being, like, inconsolable. Was just being, like, (laughs) so mortally sad to the point where, like, that emotional memory carried with me for 24 years until i like watched this movie again and could like it was like the the fablemans i just like had to crash the train myself so i could like feel like i was in control of it you know when the kid first got put inside the suit when like in the climax when the suit is like shut down and he's like come on Cy, don't leave me in here you know like i remember that just like breaking my little fucking heart i was i was distraught i I couldn't i couldn't handle it whenever it first showed um uh him getting in that suit for the first time because like he has to like get inside of it and he wears it like a sleeve and then like the suit starts closing up and i was like man if i was really good at vfx because it shows like it shows him getting the suit and then the next shot is um the robot's like eyes and i'm like man if i was really good at vfx i could put like blood squirting out of his eyes and I could put like the sound of a kid screaming and like really make it look like the kid's getting crushed to death. <laughs> like absolutely. it is like, it is like really kind of horrifying at first. Uh, uh, and they, they do treat it as such there, you know, there are moments where like the kid's like scared that he's trapped inside of it. Mm-hmm. There are moments where the kids, I don't know. It's a, uh, it's, 
it does have this uh, again that like Cartoon Network sensibility, where they're not like talking down to the children, and we're like, we have to make this dumb because it's kids. Mm-hmm. Like, th- it does have this like kind of thing where it's like, yeah, kids, uh, kids know it's a movie. Kids know we're gonna, you know, we can have fun. Kids, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it, this movie is mature enough to think that like seven year olds can handle a scene where like a kid accidentally shoots up a carnival. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Right, and you do expect like <laughs> you do expect like um because there's later on like that his dad uh like works too the, much, who's the, always and, working, always working. Uh, and the uh and the the hip teacher, they're like having like. Because both of their houses got destroyed by the robot. Uh, and there is, like, they're like, what happened? Blah, blah, blah. And there is this funny little moment where, like, the dad tells the, 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 the kid's uh, sister to leave the room. And he's like, he's going to say something to the, the teacher and never says it. It does kind of feel like he's going to ask her, like, is my son on drugs? Did you give my did you give my kid drugs? Like, he thinks the teacher is such a... You he thinks the teacher. Son. He thinks like the teacher is such a hippie that she's on something and that she gave the kids something. It's very funny. Mm. Yeah, uh, he thinks but, it because she looks like the nurse from Wet Hot American Summer, and yes. he's like he th- he thinks that's a bad influence on the on the uh, child. But mm-hmm. you you do expect you you know like they they cannot be convinced that like this kid is telling the tr- the truth, and he was for whatever reason they can't be convinced that this kid was actually trapped inside of an alien robot body and that he lost control of his uh, lost control of it. For whatever reason they can't believe that. That seems a little too far fetched for him. But in that scene, like you are waiting for like a TV to come on or a radio to come on, like. The fair got destroyed by a robot. I mean, that never does happen. They just kind of forget that the fair got shot up. And, like, these three children almost <laughs> fell to their doom in a carnival ride. <laughs> they do, like, they never touch that that subject matter ever again. And you are waiting for, like, that moment for the parent to, like, oh, I guess Johnny's telling the truth or Spencer mm-hmm. or whatever his name is. Never does happen. But nope. it, who cares? They Honestly, do see the rocket fly away at the end, but you don't get the emotional catharsis of them going, well, you were right, son. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. but they yeah, like, yeah. I think the aliens at the end are cool when like the aliens come down to like reclaim the suit. I love these yeah. little guys. They oh, like Earth freaks. jokes. They, they think like Earth, Earth jokes. Are funny. They're they nasty think, old guys. Oh yeah, they think the ground beef joke is very funny. Um, it feels like very Roger Corman, despite Roger Corman not being totally. anywhere near oh, this uh, movie. Hundred percent. This feels like a like what the, what Roger Corman was trying to do with like Munchie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it feels like Roger Corman because Roger Corman always has that like yes he was a schlockmeister, but he like respected the craft. You know yes, he had yeah. like a lot of respect for the people who made the movies, and that's why I mean like. So, so, so many great directors started out working for Roger Corman on some cheapo piece of crap, and they have nothing but good things to say about him. Um, it does it does feel that way. Like, this could have been, instead of Piranha, you know, this could have been the first uh-huh. Joe Dante movie in a, in a very real way. Well, and Roger Corman, like, he was a schlockmeister, but he was just like, hey, kids like movies too. 
<laughs> Let's make movies for kids. Like, yes, and he was right. Uh, he was. Yeah, he's, 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 totally he's, he had one of the best movie brains of all time. Absolutely, uh, he knew what he was doing with new Concord Entertainment or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, maybe Flying Ryan is not the greatest movie ever, but who gives a fuck? Kids like it. <laughs> who gives a fuck? It was on the fucking shelf at Video Classics or whatever in your yeah, town, yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, I saw that. That was all right. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it. I was surprised to like. I was expecting to see Roger Corman in the uh, in the credits, mm-hmm. or to see like this company that produced this had to be like one of his like tax dodge like secondary <laughs> thing. It wasn't it had nothing, but I, I was very mm-hmm. surprised for that about that. But I don't know. It just like, it feels like well, let's let's make some money. Let's make a cool. Let's make some make something cool. Yeah. Uh, let's just. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it it's the kind of sin, like earnest sincerity that is rare in all art, but it's still incredibly valuable. Where your only real motivation is, let's put on a show. Yeah, let's just do something cool. Uh, and this movie like has that, and it's mm. and it's DNA. Well, like it kind of. Ha- well, like it. it I, honestly, I feel like the movie this re- this Star Kid reminded me the most of was the first Star Wars. As, like, clearly ambitious, uh, setting up a ton of stuff, but still kind of standing on its own. It's weird. There's some, like, fun performances. There's a lot of craft at work. Yeah. And it's just a good, easy watch. Yeah, honestly. Uh, that's a, that's, that's an apt, uh, that's an apt description. The only thing that, uh, uh, that Star Kid, uh, has that Star Wars doesn't is like I don't know if you guys see it I started watching uh, Nicole and I as uh, Nicole's never seen Star Wars so we've been oh. uh, watching the star uh she's she's not seen the original trilogy and we watched that first one the other night and like like god what like you look at that movie and you see like you see, uh, I think it's Marsha Lucas who edited the cut that we have now. Like, you see her fighting tooth and nail to like make that movie work. That is such a saved and editing movie. Like, uh, yeah. uh, there's there's so much editing going on in that movie, just trying desperately to make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, the editing in that movie is a real Anna Faris. Uh, Star Kid, it knew exactly what it wanted to be from the like. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure there were storyboards, and I'm sure the storyboards look exactly like what the uh, what the edit looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe the you know the editor put in some little stylistic little fun things, but uh, but yeah, that that uh, that Star Wars uh, description is is apt, Justin. This is just like we're putting on a show. We're just trying to make something cool. Uh, let's give everyone a, a, a chance to shine. Let's give the creature department a chance. Let's give props a chance to shine. Mm-hmm. Let's give the camera team a, ch- a chance to shine. Let's just uh, let's uh, everyone everyone gets their everyone gets their uh, their touches on the old basketball like dunks, like dunks, like dunks, like my alter ego, <laughs> like Kevin's alter ego, mm-hmm. like big dunks, uh, and not like the Kevin that's in the movie. No. Different no. man. I am nothing believe, like the Kevin man. that's in the movie. Huge <laughs> bummer myself. seeing that guy pop up. I renounce. I renounce this Kevin. I renounce. <laughs> Huge bummer seeing that guy pop up. 
did not uh, know he was there. Jump scare. Terrible, <laughs> terrible Jump human scare. being. Jump scare. Yeah, for real, though. Jump scare. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, you guys heard me say yikes. Um, yikes. I felt um, you say a- likes. <laughs> Uh, I will like it's a it's a thing where uh, anyone who's listening to this episode who's not seven years old, your time to really appreciate Star Kid has passed. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like if you maybe if like I don't know, your your sister's got a kid and you've got to watch your sister's you got to watch your nephew for a day or something. I don't know, Star Kid. You mm-hmm. have a pretty good nephew choice. might like Star Kid. You could do way fucking worse than Star Kid. You could do way oh, worse yeah. than Star Kid. It's either this or like one of those s- streamers who plays Minecraft 37 hours a day, <laughs> and, like liquefies your child's brain. You know what I mean? It's like, right, shit, dude. Two. I'd rather have yeah. my, my kid hooked on Star Kid. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. spend three dollars buying him Star Kid number one on mm. eBay.com. No, literally, better to watch this than Miranda sings. Oh wait, oh, wait. is she in this movie? Question. Okay, this is something I've been thinking about, uh-huh. and this uh-huh. is is it, this is something I've been thinking about. And you guys are the only people I think would have any like whose brain works in this way. God bless. Do you think her decision to 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 play the apology with like a ukulele is something like there's a joke about how YouTube apology videos look like? Do you think the like the producer part of her brain, she's like, I got to make this one different. I think so. 100%. Because the, her lawyers certainly told her not to. <laughs> celeb brain is celeb brain. a terminal disease. Yeah. Right? And e-celeb brain is even worse because, like, you're not actually famous. I don't care what people say. Mm-hmm. E-celeb brain, you can be the most popular person ever on YouTube, and 99% of the population has no fucking idea who you are. Yes. Um, as opposed to a, a B-list celebrity who is still a there's, household name. You know what I mean? There's like, over a decade of my life where, like, Red Letter Media has been the most constant presence in my life artistically. Like, they've been, I've just been watching them for, like, over 10 years, but, like, if I if I if I asked everyone in my neighborhood, no one knows who those guys are. That's exactly right. And those guys get millions and millions of views on, on their yes. videos. They're just it's 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 not the same thing. It still isn't and it never will be. Mm-hmm. Um but celeb brain is a terminal disease. And yes. you it, when you acquire celeb brain, you legitimately start to believe that your talent, your your art, your content is has real magical power. I'm not <laughs> shitting around here. I'm not joking. People mm-hmm. start to believe that, like, no, what people need is my talent. That's why one day into the pandemic, we got the Gal Gadot Imagine video. Oh, yes. yeah. No, because it is celebs that. believe that they can, like, fix the world mm-hmm. with their ukulele YouTube songs. They believe it in their heart of heart. They believe it as strongly as they believe that they are alive, as strongly as they believe that children have adrenochrome in them. Like yeah. they, they believe it no. as Pe- fucking profoundly as they believe in God. They yeah. believe that everyone needs to hear their ukulele songs. No, no, no. They believe in God, but they're God. And God speaks through them. Yes. Oh. It's, 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 celeb brain is terminal. 
it's it's, it's an incurable disease. Right. Of, yes. Of right. <laughs> yes. Lauren knows it better than anybody. Lauren has a yeah. profound case of celeb brain. Yes. Um, <laughs> I just, I just, I, I was just a thing where it's like, uh. I, I I found out about that video the way I find out find out about everything that I wish I didn't know about uh, a text message from Justin <laughs> and, and I just I I saw that and of course like <laughs> it's like fuck I gotta take a half a day to process <laughs> well, like, the, well there my goes my schedule <laughs> like half a day is gone just like Nicole what? cancel my twelve o'clock I gotta, yeah just like I gotta think about what the this. fuck is this. <laughs> And it's just like you see so many jokes about like you know like you know pro Jared did something horrible and so he's got to upload a video where like it looks like he's not taking a bath. The video has got to be called "Hey." It's got to start with him going. <sighs> so you guys have probably seen some things on the internet, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I just I wonder. My I didn't want to address the allegations, but yeah, and the internet just, is the stupidest thing of all time because I suddenly have to like hear a sorrowful tale from somebody called like the peanut butter gamer. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, <I> have... <sighs> it's but I just I it was just a thing where like in my processing this I'm like. This had to be a thing where she is like, how can I make mine different from a production standpoint? Mm -hmm. Without thinking about, like, I don't know. Don't. Don't make it different from a production standpoint. No, no, no. no, But here's what drives me insane about the video. Here's what drives me insane. Is that the song tries to blame the audience. Like, it tries to pull this. I didn't make it that far. She frames it as, like. I watched the entire thing. She frames it as, oh, you're just saying things because all you want is entertainment. Well, here I am entertaining you. Oh, no. On the oh, toxic no. gossip train. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't make it past the uh. thumbnail. I saw the thumbnail. <laughs> oh, I can't. It's, I, it's I the can't. most Everyone has to do their fucking Owen voice apology. Yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah. And no, except and, Owen Voice usually at least pretends to be sorry. This is completely repo- like like um repositioning the blame. It's shifting blame. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. That is true. That is true. It's I like like at, at least Owen Voice will say like you're seen, you're heard. I want hey, you to know I saw what happened that back we're there. listening. I really yeah, have to, true. you know, introspect myself, you know? I really have to take some time to think. Yeah. Um, she said no no time to think, but time to rehearse a 10-minute video. No, no, <laughs> no. She's, no, she basically write. framed it as, look what you made me do. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to do this yeah. to clear my name. <laughs> Everyone wants to hear my good song. Mm-hmm. On ukulele. Mm-hmm. On ukulele. The most tantalizing like, instrument ever devised. Cy the Cyborg apologizes for shooting up a carnival. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that wasn't hey me. That was the that was it me. Everyone I... just likes to play the blame game. 
Hey guys, I saw what happened back there. Whenever I fired my arm cannons at the cannon at the ferry at the fair, and I want to say lot of people that was very uncool of me. The woke mob has come after me. <laughs> this is this is why the left cannot win. We are always eating our own. <laughs> the right is getting better at comedy, and it's making the Zarquans nervous. <laughs> I was honestly feeling very triggered, and that's whenever my arm morphed into a cannon, which I fired at the Ferris, Ferris wheel. And then Joe, Ro Joe Rogan's like, have you ever done DMT? And <laughs> No one <laughs> believes in trad Grinko culture anymore. Everyone is a woke Zarkon. <laughs> you can't oh tell jokes anymore. Have you heard the one about the cow with no legs? The Zarquan race is being yep. eliminated through. <laughs> well, no, no, but that is kind of what the bad guys are doing because they're brood warriors. They're like bred That's true, they super are brood warriors, warriors killing all the good people. They are brood warriors because uh, the brood was a very popular subplot in Marvel comics around this time. Uh, I believe that is where they got that name from. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, uh, brood. Uh, I heard brood more in the '90s than I've ever heard ever in my life. Yeah, because that dog, was cause that was an X Men thing. Baby, mm -hmm. that was a that was the bad the the heel vampires in WWF were the brood. Uh, the Brood Warriors in this. Yeah, Brood was a very... That's a 90s-ass word. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's a 90s-ass word. And uh, that does, the Brood doesn't get thrown around. Uh, the last time Where? I saw Brood was uh, whenever I had to fill out a psychological profile to be on Game Show Redacted because I had to sign an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were listen. We were big on brooding back then. Mm -hmm. we were big I don't know what brooding. to tell you. We were in where's the, the where's the brood? legacy pop for Gangrel? You were Gangrel. When's Gangrel gonna get the legacy pop? You almost did. He was almost on episode AEW, but his flight got canceled. No. Because um, now uh, now his former flunky Edge is getting legacy pops every week. Absolutely. Um, I had something else about Star Kid, um, but I cannot recall what it was. Other than I think I already said this. Uh, a teacher was really cool. Um, she doesn't seem like a nice lady. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for the kind of feel bad for the actress, but she also she like she gave her roll socks. She did she did everything she, she could. Hey, she works. Okay, she, she played a character called Prank on uh, both the Flash nineteen ninety and the Flash twenty twenty series. So oh hey, so she, she, I'm glad she's still working. She's still uh, working. I'm, gl I'm glad to hear that. Good for her. Um. Good for her. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Star Kid. It's fine. It's, it's just fine. like. I, it's I a was movie. Seeing, it's I was 100 minutes. You know, I don't know. I, I feel like 90 minutes would have been a little bit better. I feel like it's a little long. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was bummed seeing You Know Who. I was <laughs> super bummed seeing a dedicated to the memory of credit in the movie. Because it's like. Well, fuck, now I can't, like, dogpile on this movie like I'm Turbo. I uh, really, really hope that after I die, I get an in-loving memory of on some dog shit movie. You know Something I, like I really direct-to-video. 
Yeah, I really hope I'm on, like, the in memory of on, like, Universal Soldier 7. You know what I mean? Like, I, I <laughs> that's what I want my fucking legacy to some be. Straight, uh, some straight to Redbox, like, uh, DVD-only, you know, thing that you can get at a Redbox store. In loving memory of TV's Kevin Lanigan. <laughs> yeah, God bless. Uh, that's what I want more than anything. Oh, I also, I really like the one scene in this movie where it becomes... Uh, Stephen King's Christine, directed by John Carpenter. Uh, anyway, moving on. The one scene where it becomes Stephen King's... I, is that the, the, is, in the mechanic shop. In the mechanic shop. It's exactly like a scene from the movie Christine, this is except true, like, yes. the side does not then murder that fucking kid. Uh, he does not murder that kid. Uh the uh the cool how they did the thing where the kid the bully ended up being like they ended up being friends or whatever uh i i do feel like maybe like i there's a part of that when i was watching where i was just like and this whenever i was seven years this is why i wish i had seen this movie when i was seven years old and not 33 years old because i'm seeing like turbo in the convertible on the lift and I'm seeing him being spun around by a space monster and then I'm seeing the car get put down and the kid becoming face to face with the space monster and running running away climbing up a shelf like getting paint poured all of them and then like presumably getting his ass beat by his drunk father uh and i'm just like watching this i'm like well that kid is traumatized for life mm-hmm. and if i was seven years old i would have never thought that kid is traumatized i'm like yeah screw that bully <laughs> good i hope he deserved i'm glad he deserved it yeah Get what's like, coming to him yeah exactly i i wish i would not have the brain that I have now watching the movie, but mm-hmm. apart from that, uh, it, it does look just like Christine, though. Does it look just like Christine? They're pulling from everything they know. They're pulling. Uh, they use every part of the "What do we got?" pile uh, making this movie, <laughs> uh, and good for them. Good for them. That's resourceful filmmaking uh, from the crew behind Starkid, 1997. Um, As far as what we got coming up next on Movies for Babies, um, next up on the the thing, it's it's a hotly anticipated film. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone is going to go see a double feature of It and Oppenheimer uh, because Mm -hmm. we are going to talk about Greta Gerwig's Barbie, starring Margot Robbie and others. Not in a meme way, in a in a real life way. I'm so stoked for it. Uh, I really liked Lady Bird. I loved Little Women, uh, and uh, I'm a big dork for production design. And this movie looks fucking production yes. designed to uh, hell. Absolutely. Uh, and I am, and I, and also, you know, I'll admit it. I'm not too. I'm not too proud to admit it. I like Ryan Gosling. I think Ryan Gosling's a fine actor. Uh, I like Margot Robbie. I'm genuinely very excited for the for the Barbie movie. This I know like it's a like a, a funny meme and a funny joke for like grown men to be like, oh Barbie, but no, like genu- but genuinely like it looks like a it, it's it, all the shit that I enjoy. I love the filmmaking team attached to it. And I love production design. Like, I can't wait to, like, look at those sets. It's very <laughs> exciting. I'm doing the legit Barbenheimer double feature with some friends here in New As York. So I got, I, a, think, I got a big Saturday coming up in a couple weeks. I think I'm going to have to do it as well. You got to do it. Come on. Uh, it's Come been, on. Uh, I, it, it, it took until, like, a week ago 
for me to finally see like a, a new movie this year that I really, really enjoyed. And I want to keep that, uh, like a new movie this year. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Asteroid City? It was not Asteroid City. No! I, I, re- I, I loved looking at Asteroid City. I think it's super well made. Uh, I look at it, I'm like, this is a great movie. But it just didn't like get me in my heart like I like mm-hmm. a movie to do. Uh, the one that did for me was Past Lives. Past Lives. Oh, I gotta, really I gotta see that. I gotta. Uh, as, as someone who has uh, spent a life doing, uh, uh, performing grand gestures and going to big cities I don't know where, I don't know where I'm at and don't know anything about in order to try to, like, impress a woman who I have feelings for. Uh, past Lives really got to me. Uh, I really enjoyed Past Lives. Uh, Asteroid don't City, impress me. Asteroid City is great. Like, I loved looking at it. I totally. It's just, but it's just, uh, it just didn't get me emotionally. Uh, Absolutely. But also, uh, my favorite Wes Anderson movie is the one that no one likes. Uh, so, what can you do? Uh, but I'm really excited for Barbenheimer, and I'm really excited to talk about Barb. Barbie and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Ah, oh, man. What a picture. I genuinely do believe uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, like, walked so Barbie can run. Uh, yeah, if, honestly, it does feel like a nice little runway for that. Uh, really good uh, fucking production design on. I would uh, not be surprised at all to to find out that like if there were screen caps from Barb and Star in like the lookbook for Barbie, mm. would not be surprised at all. Uh, so, uh, as a fan of that movie, I'm really excited to see Barbie and Oppenheimer and Oppenheimer. Uh, and then after that, I don't know, we might do the Ninja Turtles movie, or we might not. We have not made any firm decisions. I, um, you guys texted me asking if we wanted to do that movie while I was, like, very closely looking at a cardboard stand-up of the Ninja Turtles movie <laughs> at a movie theater. So I feel like we have to. And also, considering how many hours that myself and Kevin, myself and Forrest... Myself and my wife, myself and me, put into the <laughs> Shredder's Revenge video game for Nintendo yeah. Switch last year. I feel like I have to, uh, but I will say, uh, I don't know if I'm excited to see the new T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, but I'm really excited to look at the new Teenage Mutant yes. Ninja Turtles movie. Hundred percent. That's the only thing that's like getting me off the couch. I would not uh, have any care about this at all if it didn't look like that. If it was just another Ninja Turtles movie, I we would not even be discussing the the possibility. Unless it were you're like not, you're not interested made in by seeing the, the like sixth iteration of the same four characters. Yeah, fucking over and over again. I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm simply not one of those people that can just like spend all their time on Twitter being like fighting about which design of doomsday is better you know like i just i can't i'm just not one of those one of those folks i don't know how everyone watches the same stories just like over and over and over again (laughs) drives me fucking insane (laughs) uh but but yes it's either it looks like this or as Vern said if they had gone with big suits again ah they should make one with big suits. Yes. I would love seeing a Jim Henson company just big rubber suit. Just uh, that makes sense. That, well, that's what's great about Star Kid is it does. It reminded me how great big suits are. You know, <sighs> yeah, big suits like yeah. you know Power Rangers stuff. Guy like the Giver movie. This movie remind this reminded me a lot of the Giver movie. The Giver. Uh, oh, Power Rangers. 
David Byrne, uh, big suits, mm-hmm. Godzilla movies. My stupid ass who like has a, a passing like knowledge of sewing now because of the wardrobe team stuff I've done. Like I was looking at Star Kid, I'm like, and my stupid ass is like, I could make a Star Kid suit, knowing like there's no way, there's no way, there's no way in hell. But of course, like. Just like you know, my eyes were perpetually bigger than my tummy. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, but uh, we yeah. could do something uh, stupid as hell. Like <laughs> this is true. I mean? This is true. We could do but, uh, something that sucks. You know, we I mean? could do something that sucks. And the joke is that it sucks. <laughs> is that it sucks uh, exactly? Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I did appreciate like that that big rubber face of of the robot in mm-hmm. Star Kid that like so obviously like we're not even trying to hide it. Rubber face. But this because kid's talking to the fucking cover of the Necronomicon. That that was disturbing. That was bothersome. Uh, the, the see the inside version of the face. Where you look that like was my favorite thing monster. in the whole movie. Was seeing the yeah. like the goopy, pimply uh, texture. The way the like the inside of the eyes looked like normal human eyes, where they're like j- made of jelly lenses. Yeah sick oh yeah 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 so i will done. convert your astro burger into pill form like <laughs> there's alien eat. there's there's a that moment where uh turbo is like covered in paint and he's like crawling away from the robot and i'm like and like in real life i feel like star kid would grab that kid but i'm like they're not going to do that because they're not going to paint on that costume because that they've only got one, and the paint will never get out of it. They are sure. not—they are not getting paint on that costume. You are sure fucking right, Vert. There's no <laughs> way in hell they're doing You're that. Fucking right. Uh, anyway, we don't have a send off for this show. So from your friends, uh, Pinhead, Weasel, <laughs> and Dunks. <laughs> bye bye. Give me a lunch money, <laughs> kiddo. <laughs> Tell him, boss. <laughs> Don't make me spare you. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. No, but I want to be spared. It's like, did arguing. I just? Yeah, he's like uh, pinheads. Like, did I just bowl three strikes in a row, or am I looking at a real turkey over here? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Good one. Yeah, and then that's where I pipe in. <laughs> Good one, pinhead. Please don't put me in a locker. You're the only <laughs> friends I have. <laughs> Shut up or I'll polish you off! Okay, boss! X gon' give it to ya. Fuck, wait for you to get it on your own. X gon' deliver to ya. Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. With the non-stop pop out, I'm stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart that I make a motherfucker wonder if you get it. Damn right, and I'll do it again. Cause I am like some of to win. Break bread with the enemy. No matter how many cats I break bread with, I break who you sending me. You motherfuckers never want another but your life saved. Bitch, and that's on a light day, I'm getting down. Your stare was holding. Red sheen skin was showing. Bitch, please. But the only thing you can't deal with. Came out the plate, stay out my way, motherfucker. Fox, do we gonna fall? Do we let it pop? No, let it go. X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. Fuck you gonna fox, do we gonna fall? Do we let it pop? No, let it go. X gon' give it to ya, he gon' give it to ya. X gon' give it to ya. This has been a Talkback Podcast.